Have you ever changed the way you parent your child with special needs to avoid the negative opinions of others? Let's dig into the word and see why you don't need to worry about what others think. Stick around to listen to the Ordinary Moms of Extraordinary Kids podcast. Parenting a child with special needs requires extraordinary courage, strength, and perseverance. But what if you feel you don't have all that it takes? What if you're just ordinary? Annie Yorty is mom to Alyssa, who has Down syndrome. She's trusting God to put the extra in her ordinary parenting. Each Monday, she invites ordinary moms to pause for encouragement straight from the Bible and offers practical application that addresses the unique concerns that come along with raising children with special needs. Today's Bible encouragement reveals we can please God and release fear of judgment from other people. Hello, and welcome to Ordinary Moms of Extraordinary Kids, where special needs moms find Bible encouragement. I'm your host, Annie Yorty, author of From Ignorance to Bliss, God's Heart Revealed Through Down Syndrome. I'm an ordinary mom who's right beside you in the trenches of the daily battle to mother your special needs child with grace and hope. Let's see what God has for us today. Our Bible encouragement comes from 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 14 through 22. I'm reading all scripture from the New Living Translation. David danced before the Lord with all his might, wearing a priestly garment. So David and all the people of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouts of joy and the blowing of ram's horns. But as the ark of the Lord entered the city of David, Michael, the daughter of Saul, looked down from her window. When she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she was filled with contempt for him. They brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the special tent David had prepared for it. And David sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings to the Lord. When he had finished his sacrifices, David blessed the people in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies. Then he gave every Israelite man and woman in the crowd a loaf of bread, a cake of dates, and a cake of raisins. Then all the people returned to their homes. When David returned home to bless his own family, Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet him. She said in disgust, How distinguished the king of Israel looked today, shamelessly exposing himself to the servant girls like any vulgar person might do. David retorted to Michael, I was dancing before the Lord, who chose me above your father and all his family. He appointed me as the leader of Israel, the people of the Lord, so I celebrate before the Lord. Yes, and I am willing to look even more foolish than this, even to be humiliated in my own eyes. But those servant girls you mentioned will indeed think I am distinguished. In this section of the Bible, we read about a scoffer. Her name was Michael, and she was King David's wife. 
On the day in question, David led a procession of joyful people into Jerusalem. They played instruments, they clapped, they jumped and danced. David was probably the most jubilant of all. Why were they so happy? They were carrying the Ark of the Lord back to Israel after it had been under the control of their enemy for far too long. This Ark held the tablets inscribed with the Ten Commandments and other items from the days of Moses and God's deliverance from slavery in Egypt. The priests in the exuberant procession would bring the Ark into the tabernacle to provide the resting place for God's presence with his people. This was a really big deal. David took great care to please God as he moved the ark into his city. A while back, there had been a nasty experience in which they were careless about following God's rules for the ark. A man had died as a result. This time, David did it right. He sacrificed to God along the route He chose the appropriate religious leaders to carry the ark. He gathered the people of Israel to praise and worship the entire way into town. David felt blessed to return the ark to Jerusalem. He responded to God's goodness by blessing his people and giving them gifts of choice foods. This was a mountaintop experience for sure. Then David entered his own home. I can imagine the scene. Michael, I'm home. You won't believe the amazing day I've had. His words fade away at the look of contempt thrown in his direction. I brought some bread and some dates and raisins. He holds up the gifts, but his wife rips into him. David's resentful wife wanted to claw him off the mountaintop of God's presence and hurl him into the valley of her contempt. Have you ever experienced a person like Michael, someone who has no respect for God and wants to deflate the joy of anyone who follows him? Sometimes, like David's wife, the slight is outright mockery. Other times, they cast a shadow of doubt to distract you from faith and obedience to God. These are all tactics of God's enemy. He'd like to steal your satisfaction in God. When we do our best to obey God, we often encounter resistance in the form of scoffing and doubt. God's way usually makes no sense to a world of people who are spiritually blind. I don't know about you, but I sometimes take their reaction to heart and grow discouraged. I may be tempted to cut corners, just a bit, to make my actions more palatable to the critics. One compromise leads to another, and then I'm way off course. Off course can feel more comfortable than becoming the target of mocking. Going back to our Bible reading, what if David had kowtowed to Michael's scoff He may have kept the ark out of town, figuring it was too much trouble. He would not have blessed his people with gifts that stemmed from his gratitude and joy for God. Worst of all, he would have shortchanged God, robbing him of all the glory and honor due him. Thankfully, 
Michael's negativity couldn't dampen David's enthusiasm for God. He pushed back, saying, Yes, and I am willing to look even more foolish than this, even to be humiliated in my own eyes. What about you? How often have you felt the sting of criticism about the way you parent your child with special needs? Have you adjusted your parenting to accommodate the opinion of a friend rather than your child's needs? I admit, when parenting my daughter, I have sometimes cared more about the opinion of others than the opinions of God. I've tried to fit in rather than stand out from the crowd. The result? My child paid the price as I tried to squeeze her into someone else's mold. My friends, my fellow ordinary moms, let's help each other keep God at the center of our parenting. His opinion is the only one that matters. Like David, push back against anyone who would scoff or cast doubt about your God-centered parenting. Resist the urge to adjust techniques you know are best for your child because someone complains they're not normal. Focus your energy and emotions on him alone. Proverbs 29.25 says, The fear of man brings a snare, but one who trusts in the Lord will be protected. When you seek to please God in parenting your precious children, you will experience satisfaction in Him that produces assurance and boldness to stand firm against the whims of others' opinions. Let's pray. Father, you know how easily I can be influenced by the opinions of other people. Sometimes I fear their criticism or contempt, so I seek to please them instead of you. Please help me to know and obey you. I want to display the boldness of David and reject negativity that leads me to doubt you. You're the only one I want to please. I pray in the name of my Redeemer. Amen. Thanks so much for listening today. I pray you found encouragement for your spirit from God's Word. You can find links to resources and more encouragement in the show notes for this episode. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode of Ordinary Moms of Extraordinary Kids. I look forward to being with you again next week.